What up? What up? What up? It's Rec League Podcast, man. My name is Randy Little. This is episode 118. If you watching, if you listening, we appreciate you. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, this deep into the podcast, you know, starting six seasons, it is established and it is obvious how much anybody that's on this show that has ever been on this show loves movies. You know what I mean? Um, and on this episode, this weekend closed out the summer movie season. So myself, Rocket, E-Sig, Jay Merritt, we uh we just talk about the summer movie season, the highs, the lows, what we liked, what we didn't, and we have some fun. Um, theatrically released over the last couple weeks, we got Gran Turismo. Like I said, this past weekend, closing out the summer movie season, we got The Equalizer 3. Supposedly, Bottoms expanded nationwide from the weekend of the 25th. But this upcoming weekend, it's expanding even wider. So, it's out if you're in a major city. Um, hopefully, the majority of us will get to see that before it hits physical media. This upcoming weekend, I think, like, The Nun 2 and or My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 come out. I mean, I'm staying home this weekend. Unless, unless my theater gets bottoms, I'm not going to the theater the weekend of the 8th of September. Uh, the weekend of the 15th of September, A Haunting in Venice comes out, which is the third adventure, mystery. Uh, it's basically Murder on the Orient Express 3 for the normies. So uh, that's it for the theatricals. For the physical media, I need to take it back to Tuesday, August the 22nd. It looks like A Nightmare Before Christmas caught a 4K. Hackers caught a 4K. I don't know if that Legend of Zorro is a re-release. The Blackening came out. You Hurt My Feelings came out from A24. There's this Scream 4 slipcover that I see everybody like acting like it's like cardboard gold. But it's like, also, Lionsgate put out a whole plethora of those exclusive slipcovers. American Psycho, Candyman, Day of the Dead, Cabin in the Woods, uh, The Mist, 31, Saw, Spiral, Texas Chainsaw. So, this past Tuesday, The Flash came out. I think Scream Factory put out a bunch of Chucky sequels on 4K. No Hard Feelings came out. Paramount Presents put out that Hustle and Flow 4K. The final season of The Flash TV series came out the same day the movie did. Great marketing. Um, this upcoming Tuesday... Without even without with with the websites not even loading the new page, I can tell you Spider Man Across the Spider Verse comes out on physical. Looks like Sleepy Hollow is getting a 4K. Harley Quinn season three is coming out on Blu-ray. The final season of Picard is coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, I don't know what that Double Trouble is. It's not Jean Claude Van Damme, and it's not the Olsen twins. 
that It Takes Two is definitely not the Olsen twins. It looks like Expendables is getting 4K steelbooks. The the for the original three movies. And then the 12th, before the next podcast, you got that uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm 4K. Looks like Shrek the Third is getting a 4K. Air is finally getting a Blu-ray. Walking Dead, Dead City. Poker Face is getting a Blu-ray. A, Bro- a Bronx Tale is getting a Blu-ray. It looks like the Rob Zombie Halloween movies are getting a combo pack. I don't know what format. Joyride is coming on Blu-ray on the 12th of September. The Leprechaun Collection. Some shit, I don't know, some some upgrades are just cash grabs. So, we'll be back with the squad talking summer movies. And you know us, probably some other stuff. It's Rec League. We back, world. We got four, but it was a plug out and a plug in. Javon, how you doing? How's gang, your gang, How's your gang. mama? Back like I left some. <laughs> Rocky Raccoon. What's up? What's up? Eric Sigmon. Yeah, bad boy. Two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Alright man, so uh how did y'all spend National Cinema Day this day last week? I uh not to brag, but I saw Mutant Mayhem for the second time. Uh I went on a a date to see Barbie. Hey. <laughs> so I saw it twice. <laughs> Bruh, one time on enough? It was a date. I'm like, about to say if Shorty wanna see Barbie, we he seeing Barbie again. Yep. Rocky, did you go to theater last Sunday? Nah, I just stayed home and caught up on my watch list. So like three or four movies at the theater, so that counts. What'd you watch? Saw some uh The Apartment, uh the original Longest Yard. Um what else did I see? I saw uh, Parallax View and Blowout. Mary, did you watch any movies last Sunday? Last Sunday, cross the Spider Verse again. Nice. Yep. All right. Uh, Rocket, Eric, y'all old. Say something about Bob Barker. <laughs> the price is right, bitch. <laughs> nah, Bob Barker. I grew up watching him. My mom would watch him constantly. Um. It's, I mean, the guy was an icon, especially in the TV shows. I mean, he made his name through Prices Right. Yeah. Not sure everybody knew him. I mean, like I said, there's not much to say about a guy like that. I mean, he was there for over 30 years, maybe even longer than that. I'm about to say, I think longer. I think longer than that. And, I mean, he's the one that made the Prices Right. Like, you think about game game shows back then, it was... Jeopardy. It was the pyramid, and it was the Price is Right. Family Feud, but go you off. Know, family Feud was pretty good. Right. Um, Richard Dawson but, molesting all the ladies. Oh, ouch! <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> but uh, Bob Barker, I mean, he's a he's a legend. 
that's I mean, they ain't much to say about Legend. You know what I mean? It's oh, bro, they're uh. My mother-in-law got Game Show Network on. Yesterday, they were showing some old shit. Bob Barker was on it. Richard Dawson might have been hosting, but it was a joint where, like, they'll say something, and then the celebrity guest will write something on a card or something. I, I want to say it's called Match Game. Interesting. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but Bob Barker was on that yesterday. He has, um... That the way like that he always introduced every episode is kind of iconic too. Like if you hear it, like the way he, the way he would go, the prize is right, and he would stretch out that right for like a minute. Like he was like, when it, when it, whenever the intro came on, because it started with the music, and then he said that, and then it goes into the show. And I always, as a kid, I always remembered like that. I think that was Rod Roddy, but I ain't trying to be a dick. But I think that was Rod Roddy. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, Am like Bob true? Bob Barker didn't do the the initial intro. Oh, that's what I always remember about that show. Yeah, hey, my, my, my grandpa and my grandpa and my aunt used to watch that. And I just, Rod Roddy just plugged in and he would always have, like a do, do y'all know, do y'all know that Miss Parker from Friday was originally one of Barker's beauties? Yeah, I actually looked that up. That I was saw curious. it all. I never knew that. Never knew that. <clears throat> nah, Eric, I'm pretty sure you wasn't looking that up. But no, I, was, I, was, I found it, but I was like, whatever happened to her? I'm like, oh man, as a as a pet owner, he was always an advocate for, for pet control. That's what at the mm. end of every price is right. You talking about have your pet spayed or neutered, control the pet population. Yeah. Parker. So did what what I've been seeing this on social media. So he he made it to ninety nine. And he died right before his birth. How did that work? What was that? Man. He he got as close to a dollar as he could without going over. So what? His birthday? He died the day before his birthday. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know when his birthday. He was is. born in December, so that definitely wasn't it. Oh, okay. But, yeah, Still, but kinda... he was ninety nine. The next age is a hundred. Is a dollar. Right. I just <laughs> I just randomly seen that on social media, but I didn't stop to give it any thoughts. So I was like, oh, what was that? Yeah, yeah I saw crazy. that. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was born December twelfth, and his uh, he passed on yeah. August twenty sixth. No, but that's crazy. <clears throat> the who? No, no, she died right. They no, because they said that um, one of the magazines jinxed her because they were like, I think it's like people they did a special edition like a month before she's gonna turn a hundred, and she died. Yeah, oh, prior to her birthday was January seventeenth, and she passed December thirty first. Yeah. Oh, okay. Damn. So similar thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to live to be a hundred? Like I know this off topic. Do y'all want <laughs> to live to be a hundred? Like I, you could always off topic is what we that. do, baby. If there's no, I mean, if you're not suffering yeah. enough, then I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, here as long at, um, as I can, as long as I'm not in pain. Shit. Yeah. Look at Randy's favorite filmmaker. He's 93 and still working regularly. Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. That's a no. <laughs> see, see, I kind of, I have a like, my thought process on it is like, is I guess weird though. Like for me, once you get to a hundred, that means that like you've started like losing people, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you make it to a hundred, that means you started losing everybody that was close to you. So if I'm if I'm getting to if we're if I'm getting up to that age or whatever. And all my best friends are gone. My brother's gone. My mom's gone. I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I want to live to 100 and I ain't got no people. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, you doing um the Bruce Willis speech from um, Death Becomes Her. You're like, yeah. and then what? And when they talk about he can live forever, you're like, what am I supposed to do? Sit around and watch everybody die? <laughs> right. Like, you ain't got no people no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what make life, that's what make life great is that, like, you got people, right? But then when you got no more people, it's like, yeah. what's the, you know? Yeah, that's interesting that you could, um, way to look at it. Yeah. But and yeah, to, so and a lot to put of it close to the though, morbid I mean, block of the Rec League podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But who's always there is like um, who's uh, he's retired, but Gene Hackman, uh, Mel Brooks is still technically working. He's 97. Yeah, and I've heard that's the I heard that's the formula, bro. You just have to keep working as long as you're working. Right. As long as you feel needed. You keep going. Who? Rita Rita Marino. She's 90. 90. Hmm. Like goodness, she just caught a bag she from, from Fast and Furious. Nah, yeah, right. She, she was just up in Fast X. Fast X, yeah. That's that PR blood. So, but uh, yeah, but uh, going back to um, he was so famous doing Bob Barker, The Price Is Right. People forget about the other show he did for like twelve years, um, Truth and Consequences. That's cap. Nah, go ahead. It's on um Game Show Network. Look it up. Let's see. You gotta look it up. From he hosted at least over ten. Okay, here it is. To seventy-five. Damn near twenty-six to seventy-five. Damn near twenty. Because he left right at seventy-five and went straight to Price Is Right. Because he's on Price Is Right from seventy-five to oh seven. Drew Carey been doing that shit that long already. Yeah, it's crazy, ain't it? Damn. Damn, sixteen years. That's yeah, that dude. I mean, that's a good gig. <laughs> had enough? That's easy dude. money. Yeah. You know? Now you've had enough, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, everybody was, was posting that. Like, oh, man. All right, man. Since, when did? Uh, since Eric, now, when did Happy Gilmore come out? 96? 96. February of 96. Wow. Oh man! So what you got, Randy? I don't know. You already hijacked the the perfect segue. I don't even know how to jump into <laughs> it now. Uh, Just go right into it. Equalizer three closes out the summer movie season, so I was just like, let's chop it up for some about summer movies as long as we can. Because yeah. Fast X was a summer movie, but you want to still talk about the deceased? R.I.P. <laughs> um. So my favorite movie of the year so far is a summer movie. My least favorite movie of the year so far is a summer movie. The summer movie season. Look, norm, normies, pay attention. I know <laughs> summer starts June 21st. The summer movie season starts the first weekend in May. Cool? Cool. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was the first movie to come out in the summer movie season. And like I said, Equalizer 3 closed it out bookended by the trilogy so mm-hmm. rapid yeah. fire i don't want no explanation rocket top five summer movies go that's not rapid <laughs> i would say oppenheimer one guardians two i gotta go with as of now 
RB3. Basically, equalize a four and maybe Blue Beetle because I enjoyed a five. That's a man. Let me look up his room, see how I hang up on my fuckers. <laughs> Yo, bro, you, I was waiting for you to say something, wait, say two things, but you didn't say neither, bro. I'm surprised. I don't understand. Eric, what you got? Uh, I would say definitely Oppenheimer. Guardians. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Yo, they count. Yeah, Oppenheimer is in my five. Yeah. Oh, oh, interesting. But it's five. So, I would say, and of course, Javon, you got to pass it off to you, buddy. You said one movie. I know, I know, I know. I got to go back to you. Give me a second. Y'all, go y'all, ahead, y'all not grasping rapid fire. <laughs> Hold on, I'm sorry. Javon, go ahead, buddy. Go, do I? Yes. What? Okay. Spider-Verse? Across the Spider-Verse? Mutant Mayhem? Oppenheimer? Uh, Ooh. What am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? Well, I missed a lot. I can't believe you're missing one of them. I missed a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm playing in my head. You just saw one right of them yesterday. I said Mutant Mayhem. Did you? Yeah. yeah so Spider Verse, okay. Mutant Mayhem, Oppenheimer. I'll edit that's that out. Three, Not really. right? Um, it's something that I saw. Oh, Guardians Four. I'm bugging. Okay. Guardians. That's four. The fifth one I know is reserved for Equalizer, but. I haven't seen it yet. Mission Impossible. Uh, oh, Mission Impossible. Yep, that's for five. That's it right there. I missed a lot. Bro, I don't know what you was doing over there. <laughs> oh, man, my brain was not working. Rocket, right. I don't know what you was doing, man. You left out three of them. I missed, I missed out. And the I, funny thing is, this, Across the Spider-Verse, that's my number one movie of the year for me. I know probably Oppenheimer probably win Best Picture, but Spider-Verse is number one. But... My brain ain't working with these so allergy meds. You got to bump no. the fifth movie that you said, then. So no, if, man, it's I, I got Oppenheimer at five. I got Elemental at four. Mutant Mayhem at three. Guardians at two. Spider-Verse at one. I like that. I got Elementals right there at six. Ah, oh, interesting. All right, here I am. Sorry, fellas. A little, a little disturbance. <laughs> so Mission Impossible and no, just five, no order. Oppenheimer's. Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, uh, Mission Impossible, Sound of Freedom, and then I have, it's one more, right? Yeah, my man's voting for Trump. Oh, he shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It'd have to be, um, and they gotta be theatrical, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the second one, or the last one, would probably be here. No, nah, that's not summer, is it? Air came out in April. Yeah, so I just missed it. Bro, I'm about to, I'm <laughs> about no, to send out. But no, the last one be uh, the Ninja Turtles. Man. I was about to say, bro, y'all really didn't love me. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's right off, that's rapid fire. 
Yeah. See, like Mission Impossible. And I have to say, it's, it's terrible. No, go ahead, Randy. Mission Impossible and Gran Turismo were like the next two for me. Because mm. as much as I was yeah. not looking forward to Gran yeah. Turismo, man, that shit deserves a shout. I love Mission Impossible, though, man. I, 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 it, it started, it started a little slow. Those first 10, 15 minutes, if you, if you're not like eager to watch a movie, could turn you off. But after that, it's nonstop action. It's, it's on the go the whole time after that first 10 or 15 minutes will get you though. Right, because like either Christopher McQuarrie or Tom Cruise was like, let's switch the formula. Let's not do some action, exhilarating, exciting thing before the credits. Let's just right. s- set up this evil AI and it's going to drag out. Like, you you know, right. you know, that's why I don't hold Mission Impossible that high. Yeah, I, I was telling Randy this after I saw Mission Impossible 2. I'm sick of all the the, the Russian submarine um, scenarios <laughs> being the same in every movie. Like, it's one guy standing over everybody else with a radar spinning and them showing him on the water. Like, it's like, bro, they even, even the dialogue is always the same in the, in, in the movies with a, a Russian submarine. It's like, bro, this is, is this legit y'all formula every time? But, mm. but it starts a little slow. Yeah, they seem to have went the suspense route, but with suspense, you got to build up. So it's yeah, it's going, 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 and then get to the. So yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, yeah, but they had to set up that the the quote villain for the next two movies. The right, the, right, the, right. E, the evil AI, the, the entity. Right, <laughs> bro. I'm telling you, I know they're gonna push back. Too. They're gonna push back Dead Reckoning Part Two, but I already yeah, know. Yeah. Like I have it in the back of my head. Like the entity is gonna end up getting the vibe that Tom Cruise can, like, sway S.A. Morales to betray the entity and S.A. Morales is finna die. Yeah. Um, up until, up until, um, Mission Impossible, I had John Wick as, like, up until, up until, um, Mission Impossible. Yeah, I had John Wick as like having like the craziest like action scene or whatever that I had seen this year when they were doing the whole fight up the steps and he fell all the way down to the bottom or whatever. <laughs> like, bro, that was insane. Because it, it was coming out of like they did the whole shooting in the house and then he was like trying to, they were fighting through the traffic. And he said, buddy, and, yeah. and then the steps. And I was like, bro, this is insane. And that was the, I was like, yo, that's the craziest thing I've seen this year. But that train scene in Mission Impossible touched everything, bro. bro. I was like, yo, that's insane. I'm just watching that shit like, they're not making any ground. They're just not dying. <laughs> <laughs> bro, it was, yo, and every time, every time they would make it, like, almost make it to the next car, that car, you could see it falling. And, like, and like they did a really good job with it because they made you feel the links breaking. Like every yeah. time it would go, Doom, and like you would hear it, like the link, and it's like, oh, that's it's, it, that's crazy. Right. That was the most insane thing I seen. And then the piano, brat was, I was like, yo, this is <laughs> what's, crazy. Uh, what's the yeah. thing? What's but the? But I think I've the said theater, it before. What's the theater with the vibrating seats and shit? D box or whatever. Four DX. <laughs> yeah, I could D-box every time, yeah, like, yeah. I could I could imagine your chair shaking the shit out you every time yeah. that shit the car breaks. Yeah, but that, but I think that train it, sequence is. That was basically like, look here, Uncharted. This is how you do yeah. it. Yeah. 
But you know, but you know, in this movie, when you watch this movie, I, I was telling Randy this because one of Randy's gripes initially was that a lot of it was like like they had done a train thing before. They did, and they had done that's still they had a done like similar things, right? But they purposely, I looked it up. Like I was like looking it up, just trying to understand. Like why would they? They purposely like did those things again and tried to like level each of those things up. So throughout this movie, you see things that you've like, oh, I've seen him do the dirt bike before. I've seen him do right, but they tried to make it bigger. Like they did that on purpose, which was crazy to me. Yeah, I, that he basically is, rode a motorcycle in every movie except the first one. Paying, right. yeah. paying homage to past Mission Impossibles doesn't like make it fresh or make it like oh that's a, like paying respect to the franchise when the older movies some of the older movies did the shit better and yeah. and like Nick was saying Indiana Jones had a train thing Fast X had a bomb on the bridge thing the re- Mission Impossible also suffered from re- release date. Right, if it would have came before yeah. those two movies, you would have then, appreciated it more. So then you would have been, yeah. Then you would have been like, well, damn, Fast and Furious, Indiana Jones, copy Mission Impossible. Nobody no, knew, like in production, like nobody knew that the motherfuckers was doing the shit. It's just coincidence. But that yeah. shit was good. Though, man. That shit was good. Like it was good. It was good. It's still the second weakest to the franchise, but that's all right. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Y'all wanted to go like what? What was biggest like summer surprises? What some shit y'all enjoyed that you didn't expect to or disappointments? One of my disappointments is streaming. If we keeping it funky, yeah, let's go there. Yeah. All right, my bottom three disappointments is hypnotic, white men can't jump, and the Meg too. Ooh, trash. Cause it's I like, have not seen any uh, any of the three. I heard Hypnotic with Ben Affleck was terrible. It was. Like, it was terrible. Like, Robert Rodriguez was, like, trying to do Inception, but, like, it was ass. Yeah, watching that movie on the floor in somebody's studio is a lot of cut footage. It's got to be. Because that movie is so, it's so disjointed. It's just, like... You could tell studio and interference was the thing because Robert Rodriguez. I mean, even even when his movies aren't good, objectively good, they they're flow. still entertaining. Yeah. And this is just I don't know what he has. So studio interference, yeah, duh, a bunch of cut footage. They just tried to like, yeah. I, I'm thinking this movie was probably shot. Like a few years ago, when it sat on the shelf, it was. I think it was like twenty nineteen. It, it, it got that vibe, but yeah, it, it's and I love and you want to root for Robert Rodriguez, of course. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and it's just like, man, like what happened? Like in, in I, another um, year, but uh, go ahead. I um, so I'm one of those people, and this could be to my detriment sometimes. Because I mean, I miss, I may miss something good, right? But I'm one of those people that if there's a classic movie or a movie I deem classic or great and they're going to redo it, but I love the first one and I don't feel like it could be redone, I I never, I didn't watch this new White Man Can't Jump because I love the first one that much. You know what I mean? Like, 
like the white man can't jump concept, the movie itself, when you think about it, if we're being honest, it's stupid in the first place. Like it's a dumb <laughs> premise. Like, like, like this is me. I love the movie, right? It's a dumb premise of a movie in the first place. But what made that movie is they had Wesley Snipes, they had Rosie Perez, you know what I'm saying? Like the the act like the actors that was in that movie and how like how they were with each other made it work. Made that movie great, right? So you're remaking a movie Ron but Shelton. you don't have those people. It's not you even back in the day, you I'm saying if you put three other actors in those same spots, it might not been the same. You know what I mean? Ron Shelton because, high key got like a good sports movie in almost every sport. <laughs> he's the yeah. one of he's probably the best screenwriter in the genre. Yeah, he got Bull Durham, he got Play It to the Bone, White Man Can't Jump. Blue Chips. Blue Chips, hell yeah. Wait, I thought Freakin' did Blue Chips. He wrote it. Shelton wrote it. Yeah, I'm talking about as a screenwriter. Yeah. I've seen my fucking try hate on Play It to the Bone, too. So I'm glad that that Randy came back and said it was trash because I I didn't want to have to go watch it. It's not White (laughs) Man Can't Jump. Like, there's. What are you talking about? There's no hustle. White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. Didn't I tell y'all as I was watching it, like they walked into a gym and they initially show like a white dude dunking? Mm. Yeah. Like, well, roll now, credits. Yeah. <laughs> but like, see, and that's I think that's my other problem too. And, and the tournament wasn't like, two on two, so you couldn't build the, the main two character bond. It was like a four on four right. tournament. Right. I think I think that's my that my other problem with it too. Is that at the time that that movie was being made, like when the original movie was being made, it was like a real thing. Like, man, white boys can't jump. They just shoot. Jump. They can just shoot jump shots. They just shoot threes. They can't. Like that was a real thing. Like that was like that was real in that time period. But now it's like not the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah it was a, a sign know? of the times. Uh. Mm-hmm. Right. So trying to do it now is like uh, that's kind of dumb. And then it's I'll be like, honest with you. The White Man Can't Jump, the trailers I saw, had no interest. And I love all sports movies, all types. I saw the trailers, I'm like, I have no interest in this. You know what? The dude who I guess is in like the Wesley Snipes character, Merritt, he played Kanan's son in those first two seasons of Power. So I I wanted to see him do good. And he's he's, he's good in the movie. He's serviceable in the movie. He's also in The Blackening. Everything else about the movie just... Yeah. Uh, and then the Meg, man. Like the Meg had the blueprint. The original Meg was like ridiculous, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. The, the Meg too took out all the fun. And it's like directed by the dude who did like Free Fire, one of those like A two four action movies. <laughs> and Free Fire was pretty solid. If it is Free Fire, that's pretty solid. The Meg two is not solid. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my bottom three for the year, not just the summer. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Do you hate those three more than 65? Yes. Ooh, really? I told you, like 65 was a misfire because it was that like was it was a, it was a cool concept on paper, and they just found a way to make it boring. Like they found a way to make Adam Driver boring. But there there's a good idea in there. I think that's my most disappointed movie of the year is 65 because you have Adam Driver, you got dinosaurs, yeah, and you got future, you know, sci-fi element, all that. And There's no way you should mess that up. There's no way yeah, to mess right. that up. And I, 
like like you said, it was too much dialogue, barely any act, like it was just slow. It was too slow, I think. But I also have Operation Fortune and House Party under those, under sixty five. House Party, another one that I didn't watch because same I, director I as White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, not doing that. <laughs> not doing that. I think he was one of those music video directors and then his studio just came at him like, hey, yeah. remake this classic. So y'all so y'all really y'all really love Barbie. Like that's a that's a real thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I told you the other day, good. like it's really well made. I just didn't love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean we yeah. ain't pushing for for a best picture, it's, but it it's is well a, made it's and the, the, the lead performances no, are no, great. I think see, like for me. The acting was good. Like the what what they were giving, the acting was good, right? But my problem with the movie is it just wasn't kidding us. We have we had specific things that like we as grown, I guess, you know, 30, 40 year old men complain about about this generation of time. And I felt like Barbie like overly did that. Like they overly did the inclusion thing. They overly did like it like it was a lot of that in this movie. Like and I'm watching it like, bruh, they're just checking the boxes. They're just checking the boxes. I think maybe the dialogue was like so like punchy to me that like I didn't care. Like there's some shit like if something is so good, like I'll I'll drown out the the inclusion, all that shit. Everything's gonna do that. And then now. Right. And then and then another issue with me is that I felt like it was up and down with who they was making a movie for. Like some moments it was like, oh, they're making this for little girls, and then other moments it was like, come oh, on, that's that's for adults. Yeah. Like it was like a hey, lot that's of actually one of the the better things I think for the movie balance wise because that's not yep. easy to do, and I think they've done it. Because right. you got to realize yeah, I with can see the that um, being a positive, yeah, uh, with the Western, with the innuendo and stuff like that being yeah. funny, kids are you know adults are giggling about that. I then saw, you have because you know it is a no, go ahead. My bad. I uh I stumbled upon a letterbox review like two days ago. Like, you know, you can see what other people like. I saw somebody give Barbie a two and a half, and it was like it, it didn't know what it wanted to be. Like they, nah. they got to the real world and they Barbie was like taken aback because men were the construction workers. But then she also knew the sexual innuendos talking about she didn't have a vagina. So bro, you got that That's shit. That's not an innuendo. You got that shit a two and a half off one scene. Come on, man. Yeah. Bruh, yeah, they bugged. And, that, that, shit, and that shit was funny. Yeah, but Bruh, you, you. <laughs> but, but like for me, like people be like, you didn't like Barbie, and I'm like, no. And then when they say walk, and I be like, man, I think it's just because, bruh, I'm a man, and that just don't interest me. Like, if I be like, like it's a great movie, uh, but bruh, like, I want to see Barbie. Cool. I think it's really good. I think society as a whole, like, it's the trendy movie this year. So motherfuckers are getting to the point where it's becoming overrated. I think it's really well made, set pieces, music, action, even even the dance choreography. It was all fire. I got it ranked 20 for the year, but there are motherfuckers like, no, it's the best movie ever made because no, such no, and such is at the no, forefront. People are, <laughs> people are insane now. They don't you know what I mean? It's like, like, like we was, spoke about this before. Like I was talking about Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle is one of the best comic books movies of all time because the lead is Hispanic. No, bro. No. Like, it's very dope that the lead is Hispanic. It's a lot yeah. of dope about Blue Beetle, but the movie has to also be really well made. And Blue Beetle was fine. Like we said, it was, think, a, gener it was a generic, it was a generic made superhero movie. 
Yeah, from should have been released in 2004 or something. Yeah, yeah. But yes. I'll tell you this about Barbie. It did what kind I of have like Tim Story, Fantastic Four vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if Greta Gerwig, and I keep forgetting her husband's name. Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach. If they get approached to make a sequel, I think they should turn it down. Right. It should be a one. Because it's... it's nah, nah, nah. It? Barbie's getting a sequel. Like, Warner Brothers yeah. will not no, not will. make a sequel. Yeah. But here's my opinion on it. It has to be something... Another vision would be interesting. Right, I was about to say, it has to be something totally different by somebody else because I think the way that they did it, whether you like it or not, is, is going to be the best Barbie movie that a Barbie movie can be. Probably And so. it has to go in a totally different direction and try to be its own thing. It can't continue from this because, yeah. you know, I agree, um, like Merritt said, it, it'll be too overwhelming to be... Because that's... It's, to do what they did with writing the movie they wrote and getting the points across that they wrote without upsetting one person over another or another group over another group, they pretty much almost worked a miracle. Man, right. And they, they tried to touch everything to get yeah. everybody their moment. Like they, that's literally what they did. Yeah. And then, they, and then when you, when you think like they, the movie, I, I sometimes always have an issue with this too. It's not just a Barbie movie. And it sounds like I'm like, Killing the Barbie movie. I'm not trying to. No, I thought it was a decent movie. You're a man. You're hating the Barbie movie because it's women. Right. No, nah, it ain't that. You know, it's, it's you definitely not. Movie, right? When you watch a movie and you know that there's like a, a, a A1 message that they're trying to portray in the movie, right? Like, and you're watching it and you're ready to see the movie present that within the movie. Like, I always like when movies do that. And for me, the Barbie movie was going to a place. And it felt like to me at the end of the movie, like towards the end of the movie, rather than presenting it to us in the movie, they dialogue the message. If that makes sense. Like they like they just kinda like it's like they talk they converse the message rather than us seeing it yeah. through the movie. But the Which, thing is uh, itself is the, what the message was. They didn't try to tell you what exactly you should do. They said right. you should do what you feel you need to do. That's right. and maybe not that's hitting why. you over the head. That's not hitting you right. over the head with no. a message. That's telling you, because Barbie, the star of the movie, you know, we went to go see, and you no know, spoiler, she ultimately didn't know what her journey was. Right. And you know, that's yeah. uh, who we can relate to. Who can't yep. relate to that? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and but I think of it's a very Barbie thing anyway, because there's so Barbie. There's a million different. See, Barbies, right? So she always had a bunch of different. It never was one thing that she was. That's like when when she she was having like her existential crisis and shit. I would have snuck in like Barbie, like you're the prototype. You're the reason why I can be a doctor. I can be president. I can be this. I can be that. Like you inspired all these women. You know what I'm saying? But I feel that was there, just not. I wanted it word. I wanted it word for word. Yeah, but that's the ironic (laughs) thing is they didn't. Put in your face. Yeah. I guess it's I, an underlying yeah. thing. I guess. But before we but break, yeah, um, before we break, whenever the sequel does come out, do they pull Margot Robbie's Barbie back from the real world to like be the lead, or do they put a new Barbie at the f- forefront? They don't. They, they want to because she's the formula that made it work. Yeah. Yep. They gonna offer her that big. The hate fans change. would hate it if they changed it too. You can't change it. Yeah. The movie, like Barbie, did two things right. I think it'd be fire. Like if they put like. Alexandra Ship is the main Barbie, or 
I'm blanking on any of the other Barbies because like they were the two. Most but think fun about Barbies. that. You know what? It could be the best Barbie movie script in the world if they put Alexandra Ship in. You know what the knuckleheads are gonna say? Why she gotta be black? Yeah. The bitch, she was exactly. in the first movie. She just wasn't the main yeah. Barbie. And oh, it was the people with the and people who totally kidnapped the original meaning of that. By the way, woke. Because it don't mean what certain people are saying it means now. But well, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. right, 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 right. But anyway, it's, that, right. that's what they will... It's a shame it has to be this with the whole... And speaking of 2023 movies, the Little Mermaid debacle. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, it's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Let's break. And then we can all try to convince Merritt that Joy Ride was hilarious. <laughs> so... I think if we talking about Merritt's least favorite summer movies, Joyride definitely in that motherfucker. As worst movies? As like least favorite or most disappointing or something. See, for me, I saw I I got I I gotta find two more. I gotta find two more. I could I, (laughs) I, I could just go to your list. You go to my list? Yeah, I could just go to your list. If I could find him, motherfucker. Can I talk about it while you do that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Joyride. I went to go see it with my lady, right? Now, I went into Joyride thinking, like, and this this sounds racist, but I swear I'm not. But I'm like, I always, <laughs> I always joke with Randy. See? I always joke with Randy. Whenever he brings a movie to my attention, I always call it white people fun. Like, ha- brother, Haunted I'm Mansion, like Little Mermaid, Joyride is your bottom three to summer. That makes sense. Yep, that's perfect. Yep, like that. So, but Joyride, I went to go see it with my lady. Now, you don't like black Joyride, girls getting no shine either. Joyride had some really funny parts, man. It did. It had some really, there was points where I was like really, and my girl hated the movie. That's just what it is. Oh, damn. But she was even, she was laughing too. Like there was moments where like you couldn't help it. Like it was just what it was, right? But overall, as a movie, I was kind of sitting here like, yeah, there's some white people shit. And I, I, like, I don't, like, they, like, bro, they're in the, they're in the, in the, um, the plane hangar or whatever, right? There's a whole thing happening, and then this shit just turns into a music video. And I'm like, bro, what the, what what the fuck am I doing here? They had to get on the plane. How else was they going to get to Korea? Bro, and then, yo. Then they showed her whole joint. Like I'm like, bro, this is <laughs> what am I watching? And then, and then, but they then referenced they the inside of her whole joint. And they I'm referenced like, it. This is some white people funny shit right here, bro. I can't. Maybe that's why I thought it was hilarious because they referenced it earlier in the movie. <laughs> so when they show it, I just wasn't like caught off guard, bro. I'm like, nah, bro. I, I can't. You know, I can't do that. It, it reminded me of like watching like dude where's my car in the movie is when I was like, and that's a funny long, long too. Oh, yeah, that's bruh. Now, now I think what you what you're saying about that is, I mean, it was funny, right? Right. There's an audience though. Like, let me say this: like the movie for me, like you know, people have different humors, right? For me, I'm watching it, and there was definitely moments, and I could see why people love it like why they like it why they why they enjoyed it so much but for me it's just like not my humor but 
there was a moment in the movie where it got serious and um yeah like they were really like going through like like a very mature part of the movie and for me specifically when i saw that part of it all i could think about was like yo this movie could have been incredible if they would have committed to that a little bit more you know what's crazy you know what I mean? like, that kind of thing the performances when it got heavy was was good like all four girls was like like brought it but that's kind of, it's honestly cliche writing Every every group of friends story has that, well, I'm not your friend anymore moment. You know what I'm saying? And then they got to come back together. But it was executed well. I agree. I agree with that. I agree that it was executed very well. Like, it's just, you know, it's just one of those movies where you go see it and then, you know, other people love it. And then it might not have been your cup of tea. It was a not my cup of tea movie. So how about this? Subjectively, you don't like it. But you know, objectively, it's a good movie. It's a good yeah, comedy. It's, it, it's a it's a comedy movie for people who that type of comedy fits. Caucasians. Randy, I tell you, bro, I'm like this all the time. Yeah. Like he's like, yo, you going to see Strays? And I'm like, no, that's why people funny shit. I'm not going to see that. So <laughs> <laughs> like, or uh, he'll be like, oh, what? A, like you going to see Meg? And I'm like, nah, that's not. I'm not doing that. Like it's just one of like I, that's how I am. Like. I, I'll see a movie. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. So why I'm you why you hate on the haunted mansion? The haunted mansion. Yeah, listen, the haunted mansion did exactly what it told us it was going to do. Yeah, it did exactly what it told us what it was going to do. Just like Joy Rock, it had some parts in it that you know I chuckled, laughed at, or whatever. I think, but in this year, this year we're having such a good movie year, right? And I could watch I could watch Haunted Mansion with my kids or whatever and enjoy it. It's just not gonna hold up to everything else we got. It's just what it is. I think all the Haunted Mansion had to do was be better than the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion and it did that. It was. It was. Right. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. It did exactly what it's like I I left Haunted Mansion not disappointed though. Like I left yeah. Haunted Mansion like, okay, it was what I thought it was. I spent my money and I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? But then when you come home and you're doing a list, right? You're going down a list. And the kind of year that we're having with the movies that I have in front of it, it's like, it's kind of right here by default. Like, it's, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. But you you really going to hold Cocaine Bear like Haunted Mansion was better? Man, Cocaine Bear was white people trash. No. Sorry. <laughs> I hated Cocaine Bear, too. <laughs> I've been fucking with him over Cocaine Bear since February. <laughs> bro, they just, Cocaine accidentally fucked. First of all, bro, ain't nobody. Nah, I'm not doing that. Rocky, what's your biggest disappointments of the summer? Well, the way these meds are going, who the hell knows? Um, <laughs> um, Dr. Right Giggles now, did not come out this summer. No, I know. Hey, Rocket, I can't believe. Rocket, I don't I just care how fucked up you are. I can't believe that you did a five. A five list, and you didn't have Spider Verse and Mutant. Bro, that's my number one movie of the year too. That's my number one movie of the year. Um, disappoint. I don't know. I don't want to say disappointing, but just shocked it didn't do better. Would be movie in general. Would be uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Because I bro, mean, that came out one, in March. I know. We're talking about movies in general. We're talking about summer. Oh, just the summer. Just the summer. Oh, hell no. Summer movies? (laughs) Um, I would say Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. 
my thing about it is, I think it was, first of all, Halle Berry, she, star on the rise. That girl can sing. I'm, I'm excited to see what she can do in Color Purple. Halle Bailey I can't wait to, will go off. <laughs> Halle Berry. Halle, when I say Halle Berry, yes. oh my God. Uh, Halle, Halle Berry is established. Halle Berry. Halle Berry is going to be, I think she's going to be phenomenal in Color Purple. But Warner I Brothers think about to move with Little Purple. Mermaid, when she was singing, everything was great. I just think the execution wasn't the best. I felt like it was more shot for shot with the animated movie and the live action. Like, that's what they were trying to do. It was shot for shot. If it would have just been shot for shot, I probably would have loved it. Like, my age and nostalgia wouldn't let me love any of the new shit. I don't know. I just think that's what they were trying to do, and they just couldn't execute it right. They were trying to, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like they were trying to go shot for shot. It just didn't work. See, before before Eric go, I just want to say this real quick. This is all I got when it comes to this. And it's not just about <laughs> The Little Mermaid. It's about um, the Disney live-action movies in general. I feel like there's things in the originals that we love so much that live-action you just can't do, right? I agree. And, yeah. and, oh, yeah. And, and, and because of that, all of the live-action Disney movies are hit and miss. Like, you, yeah. there's going to be ones that you'll watch that you'll really like, and then there's going to be ones you... And so I've, I've gotten to the point of stop. Like, I'm not even, like, rating or having huge expectations for them anymore. Not because they won't be good, but just because there's some things they're just not going to be able to do. Some things are just meant to be... on. Like, we talk about the Spider-Verse, the, the two movies that we got. They're two classics, right? Yep. Part of what make them movies what they are is that with animation and colors and things, you can do things that if Mal Morales movie, if they were live action, we probably still would enjoy them, wouldn't be what they are right now, right? It's just some things you can't do. And because of that, it's always going to be hit or miss as long as they're making the Disney movies live action. Elementals killed it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But... You're not gonna live. You're not gonna. You can't make that live action. It's, not, it's impossible. And that's the thing about animation too, Merritt. Is like with animation, you could do so much more. With live action, you're very limited. Yep. Right. But, but and, I, and I also think that's a. I also think that's a struggle for DC. Like I think DC struggles with that. Like their animated movies and things are so great, mm-hmm. but when it comes to doing live action in a similar way, because DC is naturally dark. And then a movie, the movie looks dark, right, when it's live action. But when you do it animated, you can do what you want, but it's still got the colors that pop and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think, I just think it's always going to be hit or miss as long as they're doing that, especially with yeah. remakes. Disney yeah, doing like, these. Like I said, with, with The Little Mermaid, to me, it, I think it was a decent movie. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad. I think it was a decent movie. I saw what they were trying to do, but at the end of the day, I think it's out of all the remake live action ones, it's towards the bottom to me. You know what I mean? And that's, I just wish the way they Most promoted it, the, the way they promoted it with Halle Bailey, she, I mean, like I said, she was phenomenal. I think she was great. But besides that, eh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it just, it wasn't what I was. Wanting. The thing about these Disney live action reimaginings or whatever, 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 you trying to you trying to make a live action version of like 
an 83, 85, 92 minute movie, but you want that shit to be 120, 140 minutes. So there's got to be filler. There's got to be new shit. Motherfuckers our age are going to be like, okay, this is whack. This wasn't in the original story. Kids might like the shit because maybe they don't know the original story. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know if a hour and 27 minute live action movie would, would hit in a theater. It might. I like, don't know. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this right now. Look at the best one I did, like Aladdin, the live action. Aladdin I is enjoyed good. that. That was fun. They made it fun. Like, but like Mary said, you know, the colors pop. Well, yeah. with Aladdin, you had the purples and all, like, even live, Will Smith, like, everybody on that set looked like they had a good time and a fun yeah. time making that movie. With Little Mermaid, you have, you know, it's, you know, you have Harvey Year Bardem as the dad and played his role. He was good team. as Triton. Yeah, he, he was good, played his role to a T. But I wish I would have seen. If you want to make it different, that relationship more with him and Halle Bailey, you know, dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you go from the, the animated to the light, they were trying to do it shot for shot. It just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I think Aladdin is easier to do, though. Aladdin, for the most part, you just, it's, it's, it's easier to do. I think The Little Mermaid, you're making it a movie live action so you're you're having to make mermaids live action right then you're you're doing a movie fully underwater live action right then you're doing like it's a lot of stuff that you have to do it's a lot of stuff that you have to animate right like (laughs) but like it's easier to do as a cartoon you know what i mean like it's easier to do it animated you know what i'm saying with a laugh for the most part you know, it's people being people for the most part, right? Yeah. It's easy to do. So so when you think about like the live action jungle book or you think about Fire. the live action Lion King, yeah. like those movies are like above people water. they're hit or miss for people because of what they have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like Beauty and the Beast though is like some Fire. people hate it. I love Beauty and the Beast was great. That's that's I, I love that. That's a top two or three. Yep. I was fantastic. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was great. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing is, and that had to do had a lot of animation in it as well. Yeah. You know, so it's like I just think it was the execution. I see what they like. I said, I'm not trying to shit on the Little Mermaid. I I enjoyed it. I'm gonna buy it when it comes out on physical. Yeah. It was solid. It was good. I just think it could have been so much better. Yeah. I was about to say, where'd it go? I'm right here. <laughs> I was to that, that dead air is money, I think the thing is that the, the thing is with these movies that are hit and miss and why people have a problem with these live action Disney remakes is uh, where they come from. And under the it scene, seems, duh. <laughs> it's stupid. Now, it seems universally agreed upon that they're coming from a place of laziness when it comes to Disney. Yeah. They're taking their... their and depending on who you give the material to, because I think Aladdin, I think it was just like Al- Alice in Wonderland did a billion, so they were just like, "What else can we live action?" Yeah, and basically, you know, that's it. And it's easy money. Um, I think one of the worst of these movies is, and which is crazy because it has a great director, was The Lion King. But the material just doesn't lend itself to that type of live action they were trying to do. 
And right. that's my opinion. Yep. And I think Aladdin, Guy Ritchie took. I do think uh, his approach to it, I think, was fantastic. Yep. Uh, I don't like Beauty and the Beast as much as y'all do. You I think it was kind of um, unbalanced. <laughs> but it's not bad. I don't think it's bad. Right. But the thing is, it's just Disney is. I do kind of have Lion King, like middle of the pack. Yeah. Okay. But now going from that, and this is disappointments y'all talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's your three biggest disappointments of the summer? Uh, one would be Indiana Jones and a Dial of Destiny. Damn. <laughs> what's <Hey>. that? <laughs> and um, now, disappointment, I don't think it's a bad movie. I got Lion King 6. It's, it's just like, eh, you know, it, it's, you know, as somebody asked you how the movie was. It, was it just right. wasn't Spielberg. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. A-I-G-H-T. It was, it's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, could we pull up Hypnotic back up again? Do we have to talk about that? Huh? We don't have to talk about it, but it was I mean, that's, that, uh, that's a disappointment. I mean, that's number two. And... I don't know. Number three, nah, it's not a summer movie. So it doesn't count. But uh, <laughs> it doesn't count. No, but um, yeah, if I had to put anything out there, it would probably be. I don't know. I don't really think I got a number three and watch. Just shit on the flash. We know you all want to do it. Hey, Eric, out of, curi- out of curiosity, what is your number three? What were you going to say? I want to see Randy get upset. So, oh, as far as what? <laughs> <laughs> as far as the disappointments? <laughs> yeah. No, he won't get upset. Y'all think it's going to be something specific. But, um, yeah, this is a summer movie. Uh, no, it'll probably be... No hard feelings. It's, it's going back to, the, to these remakes. What's that? No hard feelings. Uh, I actually haven't seen that. Word. Yeah, that's... But no, actually, it would be um, Asteroid City. Word. Ooh. Yeah. And now. Now why? And this is this is relative. When I'm talking about uh, who made the movie. Wes Anderson. You, you got a Wes Anderson. Anderson. You got to compare to his his other movies. I think it's not a bad movie. But you know what I'm saying? But what was his last movie? French Dispatch. The French Dispatch. And I love that fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Randy is, yeah, is is dis- like disappointed. Doesn't mean that they're bad. I'm quite yeah. disappointed. I wanted. I thought it was gonna be the more than it was. So yeah, I had to definitely be uh, Asteroid City uh, as my number three. Yeah, they got the Jeff Goldblum. Was like that for me. They got Jeff Goldblum credited as that alien. Did he have any dialogue? I did not hear Jeff Goldblum in that movie. Damn, you know what? I don't know. I just watched it like three days ago. Yeah, I saw it before that. I don't... Did he? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, now you gotta go rewatch. You'll be disappointed. No. <laughs> no, I do not think he did. The the Flash did disappoint me a little bit, but I did love I, I love the movie. Well, I love I guess the Star Wars. I really liked Spit it. Some, but but for like what I went into the Flash with expectations, and you and I'm watching the Flash after I'm getting Guardians and these movies that you know what I mean. Like 
So I went into the flash with a certain expectation and with DC, you know, with what their plans are moving forward, what they're planning to do, I kind of expected them to, to, to set precedent for a reset in the movie. Like there was things I was expecting. Right. So when they didn't happen, um, I left, it's like, yo, I really enjoyed that movie, but it was some things that definitely could have been better. And then, you know, the human element of me naturally is like, yo, Spider-Verse, incredible, right? And then Guardians, incredible, right? And I think um, 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 Ninja Turtles came after, right? Came after yeah, Flash. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at this point, though, I'm still like, okay, Ninja Turtles <laughs> really did it for me, right? But then, like, then you have The Flash. And, then, and, and so it's like, oh. Man, the Flash was I enjoyed it, but bro, it wasn't this, this, and this. But then you could do it the other way and be like, but it wasn't um Shazam and and Quantumania. Like, you know what I mean? You could do it the other way. It's very in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a little disappointment that because of how also they they've been upping like they refused to like not do this movie. Like it was supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, like it didn't even matter how much trouble Ezra Miller got in. Like they were like, "No, we gotta do this movie. We gotta protect this image because we gotta put this movie." Like it was like such a thing that this movie had to be delivered. So in my mind, I'm like, "Oh, they about to give us something crazy," and they gave us something decent. So it was a little disappointment there with that. It was wild though. We were just talking about this shit the other day. Like, The Flash is still my second favorite live action comic book movie this year. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that Shazam has some really good parts, man, but I think I agree. The the Shazam villains were better than I thought they were going to be, and I thought yeah. that the, 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 um, the boss fight at the end was really good, right? Um, that's, I think that's that where Shazam Blue Beetle faltered. That's where, that's where Blue Beetle faltered, because them villains was cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And, uh, <laughs> I agree. And, and um and I felt like the boss fight in Shazam was really good. I felt like the story was pretty good. I liked it. Where where Shazam went wrong is where a lot of movies go wrong is that they tell you too much in the trailers now. Yeah. And for sure. they should have really held that Wonder Woman cameo close to the chest, but they didn't. So we knew that was gonna happen. You know, that kind of thing. Like there were certain things that like they gave away in the trailer, so we went in the movies expecting something else. Like, so um, I think Shazam could have been better. I do agree with that. But if I'm comparing it to The Flash, if I watched them back to back, I could see people saying, you know, I enjoyed The Flash more. I mean, um, Shazam more than I enjoyed The Flash. I could see it. You know what I mean? Because it had some really strong parts to it. But I agree, The Flash over Shazam. Now, what should we talk surprises like Transformers? Surprises, Transformers. Eric, give us three surprises this summer. Yeah, hmm, nothing really surprised me. I will go. Yeah, let's hear that. I will go. I'll go Elemental because, like, I expected to like it, and I damn near loved it. I'll go Grant. Oh, wow. I'll go. I'll go Grant Turismo because I almost didn't even go see this shit, and I almost loved it. And then, yeah. and then, yeah, Transformers. I 
I knew it was like Stephen Cable Jr. directed Creed too, so I expected something good, but it was better than I thought it was gonna be. There you go. All right, um, yeah. So Merritt is not gonna like. Um, <laughs> we talked about this one. We talked about this one at length just a few movies ago because um, well, there's actually two. <laughs> So this movie, I went to go see, we talked about it. I went to go see it on the 4th of July, a movie I didn't hear about until less than a week before it came out and um, didn't really know anything about it. The poster looked like a generic Look, man, Hallmark when the producer religious movie got <laughs> arrested for literally what the movie is about, that negates everything. Yeah, I mean, not really what happened did happen. They, you know, the movie's still based on the true story. That's good that he got caught. I'm glad. You know what <laughs> I mean? But yeah, um, oh boy. Yeah, of course, Sound of Freedom I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And none of y'all have seen it? No. No. Not oh, my yet. Goodness. My lady wants to see it, so I'm probably going to end up watching it. All right, I've heard very good things, though. Go ahead, keep talking. You gotta take one second. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, my surprise movies. Yeah. My surprise movies. So, um, Transformers definitely surprised me because I, I really enjoy. I like. Remember when I watched it? I immediately called you and was like, "Honestly, I loved. I like that movie a lot." We kind of tripping. Spider Verse is a surprise. Like we expected Spider Verse to be good, but not that good. No, I did. Don't I did. For me, I called you days before and said, this is going to be the best movie of the year. It's going to be incredible. There's no way they mess. I, I told you that from the jump. Right? Yes. Um, Tur- I did. I finally did see um, Turismo. You saw Gran Turismo? And, uh, yep. And that shocked me. I expected it to be what it was going to be, so I expected to like it, but it did shock me. It was better than I was thinking. Transformers was better than I was thinking. And this might shock you. Um, Ninja Turtles um, um, may have also surprised me. No, nah, that's that's because, the one that you thought was going to be good, but you like flirting with put it in number one. Like, I knew that surprised you. Yeah, that, that one, like, I was like, man, I'm just, I'm hoping that, you know, it could just be good, blah, blah, blah. And it really, like, stood for me, so. It's like the one movie great. that I knew was going to be legit and absolutely yeah, no. delivered this year was Guardians Volume 3. Like, it's exactly what I thought yeah. it was going to be. Yeah, Guardians did the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about that, fellas. Like, uh, what I was saying, if you kill a man, you cannot repay him. But if you right. forgive a man... Oh, I'm sorry. We want to talk about that. <laughs> One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, knick knack, <laughs> patty whack, get a dog Jabby. a bone. Give a dog a bone. Nah. But yeah, this is um, uh, Sound of Freedom, I mean, a controversial movie. And after the fact, all that bull crap happened because I didn't know jack about it. Nobody was saying anything about it. They came out and it turned out to be a rather decent movie. And they outgrossed Mission Impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible was just bad luck. Straight up. And speaking of bad luck, geez. But yeah, that's yeah, that's my yeah. And then we got two more. Two more. 
And I would say, oh, this is going to start a whole argument. Oh, One shoot. more. Here we go. Where do you go? <laughs> Why are you going to leave us in suspense like this? You feel me? So we we let's let's just spoil equalizer for merit right quick. Here we go. Let's go. Nah. It's got I, I already told you, I think it's better than two. I don't think it's better than one. Rockets use all equalizer. Yep. It was pretty solid, man. I I liked it. Um I, like you said, the best one is number one. I got to rewatch Equalizer 2 to see if this is better than 2. But it, you can definitely tell it was the third movie of a trilogy. When you put them students down to nap time, man, just rewatch the old movies. So, bro, I work especially with kids. There's no nap time. Oh, shit. So, ah. <laughs> so, Me again. Sorry about that, y'all. But no, overall, I thought it was really well done. It was... It's... I, I like the aspect that it took place in one place, Italy. Yeah. All happened in Italy. He's not jumping around all over the place. But what I also like is the villain. When you know of that. I hate if you have, in any movie, In any movie, when you see a character and you're like, that guy has to die. Yeah. The guy played his part. Yeah. The guy did a great job, played his part. And that's how I felt. Because, you know. Throughout the, like, they didn't care. They would kill you in front of the neighborhood. This is what, I'm going to kill this guy. This is what you got to deal with if you come against us. And, like, but the way they portrayed it was well done. And whenever an actor plays a role, I don't even know the actor's name, and you're like, yeah, that mother F has to die, they did their job. And, like, I couldn't wait. Like, how he took them out, Fantastic. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Sean, can I ask y'all this honestly? How many of y'all were familiar with you, you, Pedro Pascal before Equalizer Two? Um, yeah, I mean anybody that's seen Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's the first time I've actually seen Pedro Pascal was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know a lot of Game of Thrones <coughs> fans. He was in that show. Yep. So nobody watching Arcos? Nah. The Netflix show, no. I heard he was fun. I, from what I heard, he was fantastic in that as well. Was uh, or the guy was King was Kingsman the Golden Circle before or after Equalizer? Oh, that's um, I think it was the year before. Yeah, it was. Um, wasn't it the year before? Pretty yeah, sure. seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So he had he had had a couple supporting roles already. Yeah, that's interesting. Did anybody else watch? Um, did y'all watch um, Equalizer? The show? Hoping that they that they finally um, connected it to Man of Fi- Man in the Fire, Man on Fire. <laughs> no. With the shit, like, I, bro, I've been like when they when they and then you know they kind of did this on purpose for this very reason, putting her in the movie. But when they brought when I saw the trailer, and she so all y'all movie, all y'all saw it, right? I'm sorry, Mary hasn't seen it yet. Oh, okay, go ahead. I was thinking that they were gonna that they would. I was. I'm hoping. I was hoping that they would finally like connect the two because 
it was always been rumored this whole time that like different he was sh- that person in a different time period. Different studios. That shit was never going down. Yeah, but it it would be dope if they did it. I just wanted one little wink, like pizza. Like I, I don't know. Like I don't know how you can do it. I'm not a script writer. I wouldn't get paid enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I wanted something. I like like I like I told you about watching the first two. I like he could have like had. I wish you had more time. Just once, yeah. just once. This shit would have been so far. Yeah. Yeah. Have we ever covered him like a top three or five Denzel? We gotta. Oh, we no, can. We gotta do that. Oh, we can. That's yeah, what I thought. Like, dude. didn't I say at the end of the last episode we might talk Denzel? But then I was like, man, summer movies, man. We kind of we yeah. just got to recap we, we the Randy summer. Just had a, whole, a whole debate argument like yesterday. We day did. Before yesterday. He 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 tried to, he tried to play flight like like he had it ranked last on Denzel list. I was, no, flight no, no, is no, no. phenomenal. I won't try to play flight. I just don't have it over some of the movies. I mean, yeah, some of the movies you had it over. I mean, under. Like, I don't, to I don't, an extent, though, like, like yeah. Denzel is good in everything. There's no really wrong ranking yeah, he, for, okay. for Denzel Licks. I think we was talking. I think oh, I guess talking. y'all haven't seen uh, Heart Condition or... <laughs> nope. Yeah, exactly. Y'all got uh, y'all got a deep dive. He got a little, a few clunkers in there. Cause I got fences. No, he got, he, that's what I was saying. I was like, he definitely got some... Because I think Randy has fences near the bottom, right? The bottom. Of, like, what, based on what he's seen, right? And I thought fence, fences, because because it, it's a totally different Denzel is being totally different than how he normally is in all his movies. I think fences was incredible, right? And I'm like, man, fences don't really deserve to be near the bottom. That was like my whole. That was like what started the debate or whatever. And then I'm like, truthfully, Denzel got some clockers, so it technically it ain't yeah, near the bottom. Very few, but it's... yes, very few. But then but again, they, people the, haven't, haven't heard pretty, of the ones like Heart Conditions. Him and Bob Hoskins, right. y'all heard of both of those actors. Yeah, yep. but yeah, y'all yeah, know yeah. what it's about, though, right? Never heard of it. Yeah, exactly, the people just straight on never heard of this movie. I thought it was a fever dream. A fever dream, like like Kazam <laughs> and Sinbad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I liked Flight a lot, though. I did like Flight a lot, but I, uh, you know. Yeah, I like honestly, that. I mean that's that's a very against type character usually on see Denzel. Yeah. Right, exactly. Which made it, which made it like because you you do like when you go to a Denzel movie, and I'm not saying he always acts the same. That's not what I'm saying. But when you oh, go no. to a Denzel Washington movie, like you kind of know what you're expecting from Denzel in a movie. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking care of all you motherfuckers. But when you when you go see Fences, you're like. What? Like I never like you don't you're not used to seeing him that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You take, yeah. like, you take a movie like John Q and it's like, but that's still Denzel though. It's you know what I mean? You still getting but Fences was like a totally different thing. So yeah, I, I appreciate it, Fences. Yeah, carbon copy and on the Blu ray. I still want to see the tragedy of Macbeth. I still haven't oh, seen yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet either. I see that. Watch that on HBO Max, that's one of his. Yeah. How about um what's the movie? Uh, Cry Freedom. Wait, wait, what? Macbeth was on Apple, sir. Apple, yeah, my fault. Nah, said, you said uh, HBO. HBO Max. You, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now have none of y'all seen Cry Freedom? 
Was that was that like right before he did the Mighty Quinn or something like that? Something like that. It would have been like eighty seven or something like that. Is um he played um Steve um Steve um Baiko, the South African um political activist. Okay. And this was his this was Denzel's very first Oscar nomination, even before Glory. Man, Glory. That's one of my favorites right there. Yeah. Directed by Richard Attenborough. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's, it's it's a few in there, probably two or three. Because I like what's in it. Ricochet. Y'all have seen Ricochet? Ricochet is phenomenal with John Lithgow. Yeah. That's a good that, one right and, there. And um, Randy's favorite rapper, actor, Ice-T. Yeah, that's a good one, Ricochet. I'm going to shoot you so <laughs> bad. <laughs> that came out the same year, I think. Did it? Is if it's not New Jack? Like one. <laughs> New Jack City. Well, and, um, they do say 91. Virtuosity, that movie is goofy, but it's entertaining. Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. That's Denzel. like that's that's like one of Russell Crowe's like first movies too. Oh yeah. But yeah, we we get into it as. Yeah, we can do it, Denzel. Look, I don't know. Look what at this doing. Randy list again. I, I don't know what we talk about. He got. <laughs> I don't know what we doing. Yeah, you got to go take a look at it. You know, you got to go take a look at. It. I don't know what we doing in two weeks, so we could do Denzel. I'm down with that. What else we got yeah, to yeah. touch upon for the summer? For the summer. So we did. Did we talk about Ninja Turtles or did we just talk, we talk about turtles? Talk about it. Spit, spit on some Ninja Turtles because you wasn't here last episode when we was talking about Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I think that. Um, so first of all, I loved the Ninja Turtles movie. Um, I think that. Um, I think that we get caught up. Us, our generation, our age group. We get caught up in this thing that these movies are being made specifically for us because they started with us and they're not. You know what I mean? So a lot of the criticism <coughs> and things that I'm seeing is this yep. is not what I got. This is not what it was when I was growing up. Why they changed the story? Why they do this? You know, whatever. And it's like yeah. these movies are being made and we're enjoying them. Yes, but they're not being made for us at this point. You know? And then... We're in a different time period. When when we were growing up, it was cool for the Ninja Turtles to have a crush on a on a grown white woman that knew they had a crush <laughs> on and use it against them, right? Like it, that was that was okay. But we're in a we're in a time period. It makes more sense for the turtles to have a crush on a girl that they that's their age as teenagers, and they because they did that really well in this movie of making them teenagers, right? So it makes more sense for them to make April their age and let her grow with them and they can tell more story that way as well right but there's people that like just hate what she doesn't look like and she's not this she's not that like it's like yo these movies are not being made for our generation they're being made for their generation this new generation did uh rocket eric did either one of y'all get to see bottoms not yet. Uh, no, not yet. It's see fucking Nick. Yeah. Fucking Nick saw bottoms like Ao Adivri, however you say her name. The Bear Bottoms Ninja Turtles, bro. She killing it this year. Oh, uh, yeah. She she voiced yeah, April. I gotta, I gotta get on that TV show, The Bear. Everybody's it's talking about so it. Good. I just got. I got it's so much so shit to good. catch up on. That's the problem. Yeah, I haven't saved. I haven't started it either. It's so good. I haven't saved though. 
but yeah, like it, like it's 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 kind of hypocritical. I was just like shitting on Little Mermaid for like not feeling the new shit they were doing, but I love that Ninja Turtles is trying to establish its own lore and not be connected to like the original comics, the '80s animated series, the '90s movies, the the 2000s animated series. Like it's doing its own thing, and it's great. Ice Cube killed it as the villain too. <laughs> yeah. He killed it as Superfly. Like he killed it, and then um, a little tortoise as well. So all the all the actors that that had a part showed up in this movie, right? Yeah. Hell I thought the yeah. story was great. I thought the story was great. I thought they did a great job of emphasizing the teenage and teenage mutant ninja yes. turtles. I think they did a great job with that, and um, I think that they did a good job with living us with a good cliffhanger for for the next one, and with yes. um, just with some stuff like for us to think about, like who the actual villain was in this movie, and like all these different things. I thought the movie was great. I also think that. It's being compared to the artwork of um, Spider-Verse, but they did their own thing. They definitely did their really own thing. Look at yeah, it, it's, it's actually nice. quite different, people. Yeah. Yeah. It's very different, you know what I mean? I think, and like, Spider-Verse Spider looks like literal comic book panels. Turtles right. yep. looks yep. like somebody freestyle hand-drawing in a notebook. Like a and sketch. I think that, yeah. Right, and I think that Spider-Verse gets so much, and, and as they should, gets so much credit for the leap that they took to do it that way and the risk. And I feel like the Ninja Turtles deserve the same, but they won't because people are just putting them in one box, if that yeah. makes sense. It depends. Then, when, uh, when, the, when the show come out on Paramount, when the sequel finally come out, it just it depends on if they still consistent and it's still good. Like, they can't drop right. off. They can't have a drop off. Right. But they did such a good job with that, like with yeah. how, how they presented it. The other thing that I appreciate about the Ninja Turtles that I think is underrated is that watching the movie, if you take, like, because I've seen it three times. My daughters love the movie, right? So I've seen it three times. One thing I don't think it gets enough credit <clears> for <throat> is this could have not been a Ninja Turtles movie. This could have just been a, a live action movie with human beings, and it would have been still incredible. Because I was looking at it, that robbery scene where he had him stealing the the stuff, like, you know, he at had the, the humans stealing the stuff. Yeah, right? That whole scene was like, yo, that could be a dope, like, just live action oh, scene. Oh, shit. Where, like, there was, like the, the way that they did it and, the, like, the, the the way the dialogue, all of it was dope. And then they rushed past and then the cops saw him and there was a whole thing. And then, like, you know, it, it gets to the point where, like, a person could have literally just killed all of them after they dropped the stuff from like that whole thing, like the way they presented all that was like dope. And then um, I like the way that when the Ninja Turtles was trying to get intel, how they were like, you know, grabbing all the bad guys, wrapping them up or whatever. Like no. I thought all of that was dope. You know what I'm saying? That like, whole montage, bro. That whole montage when No Diggity was playing, the settings kept changing, but the turtles were staying in the same position. And then every, every every time they busted in a different uh, building, a different turtle was yeah, at the forefront. That, that shit was so perfect. And I and I and I and I it's so it's like the little subtle things that like really stuck out to me. Like this is an origin story movie, and they made sure that we knew it was an origin story movie. Like their very first, like the very first fight they ever got into. Like we saw the very first 
like what made them become Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The, the lighting in that the, garage was so great. Crazy. But they go in there and they're initially just like, it's all mistakes. Like yeah. they, they're, they're running by accident, right? Like Raphael rucked his in when he shouldn't have done that. They, you know, they, they're stabbing each other. They're falling all over the place. Like they're, this is by accident, but it makes so much sense that they're mutant turtles. So they're going to naturally be stronger than human beings. They're going to naturally, you know what I mean? These things are natural for them. So they're going to win that fight anyway, no matter what. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. all of that stuff just made so much sense to me. Like, I just loved the movie. Like I loved everything about it. Yes. I don't know about that horse coming off that leg at the end. No, they could have went out. <laughs> That's just one little horse. I don't need that horse. I don't need that horse. But next but, break. Yeah, it was dope. We gonna we gonna we gonna break. And then... Yo, uh, in closing, is it anything summer movie related we missed? I missed a lot. Spider Verse is the best movie this year and of the summer. That's a fact. Even though it's I an agree. opinion. I agree. Yeah, we, we didn't say that. Yeah, pretty much covered. Um, we had to do a whole another episode because I wanted to touch on a few things. Touch on a few things. The, the, no, no, no. It's too much. We've been here for another hour. The streaming movies. Because I just wanted an, a, an excuse to talk about Extraction too. Talk about that. I ain't watched Wait. it yet. The only streaming. You nah, the only streaming movie I think I watched this summer was that weak ass white man can't jump. I didn't, I, I didn't watch the J-Lo joint. I didn't watch Extraction. I didn't watch... But you watched that other crap with... um. I didn't watch what the... What the hell, it ghosted? Gal Gadot. Yeah, I watched... Because, man, it's Chris Evans and Ana de Armas. It's not even a summer movie. Why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> That's yeah. Oh, man. Talk about one of the worst of the year. But... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Extraction 2. I think that's one of the best overall. Just awesome. And it's also... In a, in a year with John Wick and... Mission Impossible movie that it could be his own thing and still be awesome. Yep. Yeah, the extraction movie, um, they really do like the stunts as far as like the military, like that that's yeah. so they they to make it look real, like they're really putting them in those situations. I was watching a whole thing about all of that, which is which is dope. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that that like military mercenary style. They really they are great at doing that. And I think I, I, they they should do a third one, make it a trilogy. If they gonna make a trilogy out of anything, I ain't got to watch. I agree. And, and those, the, I ain't watched the, the first extraction. Was pretty solid too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I thought it was cool. But yeah, no, that's um. Yeah, that's that's it. I just wanted to get extraction, but watch that. They, uh, oh man, they need. It. I want a physical of that. Like same. I want a physical of the first two. I, I need it. Yeah. I need it. I need it. Oh yeah, somebody need to holler. At Netflix somebody. ain't doing that. Man, Netflix. <laughs> we got Netflix ain't putting out no physical. But yeah, I think we we cover mostly everything. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to be on here another hour. Um, one of my surprises were was Joyride. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Look at Jerry. I'm just. <laughs> we talk about that already too much now so if i put if, if i hit record just to record another like five minutes of, of airtime we uh i don't know like the uh a haunting in venice comes out in two weeks Ooh. 
so I, I'm not trying to talk about Hercule Poirot for fucking hour and a half. Maybe we talk Denzel. I don't know. We football's coming back. We've already done a football episode. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. But I got two yeah, weeks to figure it out. Yeah, the next two weeks, a whole oh, bunch of stuff can happen. Oh, speaking of, when football starts, we go we go in earlier. It, it don't matter what time it get published, and y'all get to watch and listen to the shit. But we gonna record earlier because I'm not spending another football season recording during the game. I like that idea. <laughs> Six a.m. Let's go. Oh, Six, Six in the morning. Probably said my dope. But uh, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna put a bow on this motherfucker because it's it's rec league out here. Yo, yo, back at it. If I did give fucks, I'd be a jackrabbit. Shitty bars, mad rapping. Haters is gas bagging. I might be toe tagging your whole faction. Out here for likes and views. Don't do it with no passion. Too many lames out here assume I care what y'all think about me. I just thank God every day that y'all not the pedigree of people to hang around me. I show no mercy, Captain Insano, impractical joker, and I'm finna blow like volcano. I'm lava spitting. I ain't ever gave a fuck if you got a problem with it. If it's not easy, y'all quit it. Just punk bitches that's not committed. Glued to a screen in your mama basement. Bitch, go hit puberty. Maybe take a fucking shower, cause you smell how a sewer be. These rappers don't know as if they miss Parker. Don't go over a dollar. Word to Bob Barker. Everybody want to talk. Just take a minute. Stay quiet. Two more big RIPs to Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. And chill until the next episode.